February 12th, today's reading. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much, Lord God, for organizing man, Lord, with a desire to seek you, to worship you. We give you praise, Lord God. Thank you for making us high priests, Lord, a royal family, seeking and, and, and looking for you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we look to Jesus Christ, our Savior, and for his mercy to eternity, Lord. We keep our eyes on Jesus. Thank you for teaching us how to live and not letting us go in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, I'll read this since I left you the polyphone yesterday. Exodus 34, 1 to 35, 9. Then the Lord told Moses, Chisel out two stone tablets like the first ones. I will write on them the same words that were on the tablets you smashed. <laughs> Be ready in the morning to mm -hmm. climb up Mount Sinai and present yourself to me on the top of the mountain. No one else may come with you. In fact, no one is to appear anywhere on the mountains. Do not even let the flocks or the herds graze near the mountain. So Moses chiseled out two tablets of stone like the first ones. Early in the morning he climbed Mount Sinai as the Lord had commanded him, and he carried two stone tablets in his hands. Then the Lord came down in a cloud and stood there with him. And he called out his own name, Yahweh. The Lord passed in front of Moses, calling out, Yahweh, the Lord, the God of compassion and mercy, I am slow to anger and, and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. Wow. I lavish unfailing love to a thousand generations. I forgive inequity, rebellion, and sin. But I do not excuse the guilty. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children and grandchildren. The entire family is affected, even children in the third and fourth generations. Moses immediately threw himself to the ground and also worshipped. And he said, O oh Lord, if it's true that I have found favor with you, then please travel with us. Yes, this is a stubborn and rebellious people, but please forgive our inequities and our sins. Claim us as your own special possession. The Lord replied, Listen, I'm making a covenant with you in the presence of all your people. I will perform miracles that have never been performed anywhere in all the earth or in any nation, and all the people around you will see the power of the Lord. The awesome power I will display for you. But listen carefully to everything I command you today. Then I will go ahead of you and drive out the Amorites, Canaanites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. Be very careful never to make a treaty with the people who live in the land where you are get going. If you do, you will allow their evil ways and be trapped. Instead, you must break down their pagan altars, smash their sacred pillars, and cut down their Asherah poles. You must worship no other gods for the Lord whose name, no, whose very name is Jealous, is a God who is jealous about his relationship with you. You must not make a treaty of any kind with the people living in the land. 
they lust after their gods offering sacrifices to them they will invite you to join them in their sacrificial meals and you will go with them then you will accept their daughters who sacrifice in a, to, to other gods as wives for your sons and they will seduce your sons to commit adultery against me by worshiping other gods you must not make any gods of molten metal for yourselves you must celebrate celebrate the festival of unleavened bread for seven days the bread you eat must be made without yeast just as I had commanded you celebrate this festival annually at the appointed time in early spring in the month of a Abib for that is the anniversary of your departure from Egypt the firstborn of every animal belongs to me including the firstborn males from your herds of cattle and your flocks of sheep and goats a firstborn donkey may be brought back from the Lord by presenting a lamb or young goat in its place but if you do not buy it back you must break its neck however you must buy back every firstborn son no one may appear before me without an offering you have six days each week for your ordinary work but on the seventh day you must stop working even during the seasons of plowing and harvest you must celebrate the festival of harvest with the first crop of the wheat harvest and celebrate the festival of the final harvest at the end of the harvest season three times each year every man in Israel must appear before the sovereign the Lord the God of Israel I will drive out the other nations ahead of you and expand your territory so that no one will covet and conquer your land while you appear before the Lord your God three times each year you must not offer the blood of my sacrificial offerings together with any baked goods containing yeast and none of that meat of the Passover sacrifice may be kept over until the next morning as you harvest your crops bring every bring the very best of the first harvest to the house of the Lord your God you must not cook a young goat in its mother's milk then the Lord said to Moses write down all these instructions for they represent the terms of the covenant I'm making with you and with Israel Moses reclaimed no remained there on the mountain with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights in all that time he ate no bread and drank no water Wow and the Lord wrote the terms of the covenant the Ten Commandments on the stone tablets when Moses came down Mount Sinai carrying the two stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant covenant he wasn't aware that his face had become radiant because he had spoken to the Lord so when Aaron and the people of Israel saw the radiance of Moses's face they were afraid to come near him but Moses called out to them and asked Aaron and all the leaders of the community to come over and he talked with them then all the people of Israel approached him and Moses gave them all the instructions the Lord had given them on Mount, him on Mount Sinai when Moses finished speaking with them he co covered his face with a veil but whenever he went into the tent of the meeting to speak with the Lord he would remove the veil until he came out again then he would give the people whatever instructions the Lord had given him 
and the people of Israel would see the radiant glow of his face, so he would put the veil over his face until he returned to speak with the Lord. Then Moses called together the whole community of Israel and told them, These are the instructions that the Lord has commanded you to follow. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day you must, must be a Sabbath day of complete rest, a holy day dedicated to the Lord. Anyone who works on that day must be put to death. You must not even light a fire in any of your homes on the Sabbath. Then Moses said to the whole community of Israel, This is what the Lord has commanded. Take a sacred offering for the Lord. Let those with generous hearts present the following gifts to the Lord. Gold, silver, bronze. Blue, purple, and scarlet thread. Fine linen and goat hair for cloth. Tan ram skins and fine goat skin leather. Acacia wood, olive oil for the lamps. Spices for the anointing oil and the fragrant incense, onyx stones and other gemstones to be set in the ephod and the priest's chest piece. Amen. Matthew 15, 27, 15 to 31. Matthew chapter 27, verse 15. Now it was the governor's custom each year during the Passover celebration to release one prisoner to the crowd, anyone they wanted. This year there was a notorious prisoner, a man named Barabbas. As the crowds gathered before Pilate's house that morning, he asked them, Which one do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called the Messiah? He knew very well that the religious leaders had arrested Jesus out of envy. Just then, as Pilate was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent him this message. Leave that innocent man alone. I suffered through a terrible nightmare about him last night. Meanwhile, the leading priests and the elders persuaded the crowds to ask for Rebobus to be released and for Jesus to be put to death. So the governor asked him again, Which of these two do you want me to release to you? The crowd shouted back, Barabbas. <laughs> Pilate responded, then what should I do with Jesus, whom is called the Messiah? They shouted back, Crucify him. Why, Pilate demanded, what crime has he committed? But the mob roared even louder, Crucify him. Pilate saw that he wasn't getting anywhere and that a riot was developing, so he sent for a bowl of water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. They res the responsibility is yours. And all the people yell back, We will take responsibility for his death. We and our children. Wow. So Pilate released Bar Barabbas to them. He ordered Jesus flogged with a lead tip whip. Then turned him over to the Roman soldiers to be crucified. Some of the governor's soldiers took Jesus into their quarters and called out the entire regiment. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. They wove thorn branches into a crown and put it on his head. And they placed a reed stick in his hand, in his right hand, as a scepter. Then they knelt before him in mockery and taunted, 
Hail, King of the Jews! And they spit on him and grabbed the stick and struck him on the head with it. When they were finally tired of mocking him, they took off the robe and put on his own clothes on him again. Then they led him away to be crucified. Praying the Psalms. Pray Psalm 33 with hope in the God personal enough to know each heart and to rescue, strengthen, and protect all who trust in Him. Psalm 33, 12-22 What joy for the nations whose God is the Lord, whose people He has chosen as His inheritance. The Lord looks down from heaven and sees the whole human race. From His throne He observes all who live on the earth. He made their hearts, so he understands everything they do. The best equipped army cannot save a king, nor is great strength enough to save a warrior. Don't count on your war horse to give you victory, for all is strength, it cannot save you. But the Lord watches over those who fear him, those who rely on his unfailing love. He rescues them from death and keeps them alive in times of famine. We put our hope in the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In Him our hearts rejoice. For we trust in His holy name. Let your unfailing love surround us, Lord, for our hope is in you alone. Proverbs 9, 1 and 6 Wisdom has built her house. She has carved its seven columns. She has prepared a great banquet, mixed the wines, and set the table. <clears throat> she has set her servants to invite everyone to come. She calls out from the heights overlooking the city. Come in with me, she urges the simple. To those who lack good judgment, she says, <clears throat> Come and eat my food and drink the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways behind and begin to live. Learn to use good judgment. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> okay, let's start the commentary. Let me uh, read uh, Matthew. Would you like to read the study? I'll read it. Okay, so today's study, Matthew 27, 18 to 19. For a leader who was supposed to administer justice, Pilate proved to be more concerned about political expediency than about doing what was right. He had several opportunities to make the right decision. His conscience told him Jesus was innocent. Matthew 27, 18. Roman law said an innocent man should not be put to death. And his wife had a nightmare that caused her to encourage her husband to let Jesus go. Matthew 27, 19. Pilate had no good excuse to condemn Jesus, but he was afraid that his power could be threatened by a raucous mob and this unknown preacher. We too can come up with good reasons for ta taking the easy way out when our own interests are being threatened. We'll do a lot to protect ourselves. When you're faced with making a sacrifice to do the right thing, temptation will run strong. Ask God to give you a clear heart and mind. Seek out the counsel of wise believers if you need to take time to mourn for the sacrifice you have to make. Then surrender your will to God's authority and take action.
she's working. Interesting how um, <clears throat> how hurt Jesus got when the, they mocked him. They stripped him and they mm-hmm. took the stick and hit him and mocking him and, and hurting him. You know, it's interesting because in the other in the other ones he was flogged and then he was judged. In the other uh, accounts. Mm-hmm. This one he was judged then he was flogged. Mm. Um, but they say people see it from different angles. Mm-hmm. I don't see it what that commentary really saw, what he's saying, you know. Um, well, I think it, I, I kind of did because it's just basically saying he had a lot of opportunity to do it right, correctly. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't, like his wife had the dream and he didn't listen to her. You know, she was well. You know, they didn't say anything about the will of God, and God had to ordain mm-hmm. it like that. That's you know. true. That's true. Where you know that God is, uh, it was inscribed that he, you mm-hmm. know, he was, and to them one life, the governor one life for the whole rioter. You know, mm-hmm. they were probably, you know, putting hundreds of people to death a yearly. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just really um, also interesting when they, because you know how they always, people always say, well, the Jews crucified Jesus. They, you know, they kind of get mad about that at the Jewish people, right? <laughs> but it does say here, and the people yelled back, we will take responsibility for his death, we and our children. Yeah, that was a common, and the uh, Pharisees are the ones who entice the crowd, mm-hmm. huh? They're the ones that... Um, set him up. Jesus was uh, physically fit to be able to withstand such mm-hmm. incredible cruelty. And it says when they were finally tired of mocking him, they took off the robe and put his own clothes on him again. But it's amazing how they uh, they too believed, you know, the uh, to have the whole garrison, the whole the whole headquarters of the entire regiment come out, you know, and they they swept a belief that Jesus was the king of the Jews. Or, or, you know, why would they all come out and pay so much attention, you know? Yeah, I'm just surprised there's so many people against him because of all the miracles and signs he did and his teachings. And, you know, it's just... So it just proves the one thing that... that, uh, if a person doesn't believe in you, you'll be crazy in trying to change their, their beliefs. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, if they don't believe in your works and your doing, you know, no matter how much you try to explain to them, you know, uh, they're not going to believe. Okay, uh, Moses' Law, or Exodus 34-7 says... I lavish unfailing love to a thousand generations, and I forgive iniquity and rebellion and sin, but I do not excuse the guilty. I lay sins on the parents and upon their children and grandchildren. You know, Jesus addressed this question that he came to change all that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. came to fulfill the right. law. God himself couldn't do it, <clears throat> you know. Because, uh, you know, there's a, I think somewhere in the scriptures, God is righteous in making the sinner righteous. Yeah, well, Jesus talks about that. You have heard in the law that says, you know, but you know, it's funny because I have seen, um, 
families that uh, maybe they're not covered or something that have one situation happen after another one. Yeah, you know, it's inter- I, I really like how he started that off, you know, how he, he said, Yahweh, the Lord, and he calls himself the God of compassion and mercy and slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. I lavish unfailing love to a thousand generations. Amen. I forgive inequity, rebellion, and sin. So, you know, he's a good God. He's even showing himself that way in the new, in the Old Covenant. There's lots of things that he does to show the you know Israelites mercy. You know, amen. And then for Moses to be, uh, he was a supernatural to to um, to chisel out two tablets. I'm sure they weren't small. Right. And then to carry him up the mountain at 80 years old or whatever yeah. however he was, mm. and then to bring him back down, and then not to drink or eat anything for 40 days. Right. So he was in great shape. Well. You know, I think he was he was in he was in heaven, mm-hmm. in heaven where nothing got old. You know, yeah. he must have just walked into heaven into the, the glory of the Lord. Yeah, and he was in there for forty days. Yes, and he, without food and water, he didn't eat anything. You're right. He, yeah. he was in the glory. He was in the glory. You he know? was in the glory cloud. He went bodily in yeah. and bodily came back. And that's mm-hmm. why he was shining when he came mm-hmm. out. But this over here, ten. 3410 is interesting. It says, The Lord replied, Listen, I am making a covenant with you in the presence of all your people. I will perform miracles that have never been performed anywhere in all the earth or in any nation. And all the people around you will see the power of the Lord, the awesome power I will display for you. But listen carefully to everything I command you today. Then I will go ahead of you and drive out the Amorites, Canaanites, Hittites, Parasites, Hibites, and Jebusites. Do you know how he drives out people? He drives them out through the sword of Joshua, through the hand of Joshua. Like Gideon said, through you drove out, you caused a great victory with my hand. Mm-hmm. In other words, he comes inside inside the people and he does. It looks like the people are doing the work, mm-hmm. but it's God giving them the, the, the power and the victory. Kind of like Samson when he killed, a, was it a thousand? Maybe. Like the one jawbone? It was the anointing mm-hmm. that was on him that caused him to get the victory. But I was wondering because it says right here a lot of miracles and wonders that have mm-hmm. never been seen before. before. But this is after Egypt, and I'm thinking what miracles did they perform? What things? Well, the sun, the sun was a big one. Remember how he stopped the sun? With Joshua. Yeah. I don't know if this happened already. I think that battle already took place, didn't it? We read about it? That they put a rock under his feet and they held his hands up. Um, But, you know, those are... And then the other miracle that comes to mind is the birth of Christ, you know. It's something Mm -hmm. that never heard of. Right. You know, but... Amen. It's interesting how um, the law of Moses, but even today, you know, the Israelites say they keep the law of Moses. Well, if they kept the law of Moses, where's all the 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 worshiping of God with the cattle and the sheep and the blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so many things like you some. Know? 
They, I don't know, they pick and choose. It'd be nice if they uh, someone would come up with uh, stone tablets and say, here's the stone tablets they got wrote with his own hand. Mm -hmm. And they'll probably say, well, they're replicas. You know, they probably won't believe it was yeah. it was made out of hand. But it, it'd be nice to see some Something written in the, in the hand of God and how big they were. Mm -hmm. To write ten And it says he wrote them in the front and the back. With the other passage we read. So you got two written in the front and the back. And and Hebrew writing is very little, very concentrated. Oh, I love it. Mm. That's a that's a language we can learn, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but they, we are going to see some type of artifact that is going to show up that we are going to be like they'll be able to validate. Yep. There is God. There's a God, you know. It's got to come. Amen. Blessed be the word of the Lord. It's gone forth in Jesus' name. Commentary on Matthew 27. Pilate exemplifies someone in need of recovery who knows the right thing to do but does not have the courage to follow through and risk angering others. Since it is impossible to please everyone all the time, we must make sure that what we do is honest and pleasing to God. We should be more concerned about sinning against God than about angering other people. Amen. When we know what to do the right thing, we need to thank God and no matter what, choose to do the right thing. Amen. God will give us the strength to do it. One of the ways to do it is to is to praise Jesus directly. As you praise Jesus directly for that thing that's bothering you, uh, the the focus will turn on to Jesus and the power will come back. The Lord, Lord, if you do it for five minutes, praising Jesus for the situation, say, for instance, you're going to go to a party and there's going to be a lot of drinking and your girlfriend's going to expect for you to... Uh, to take some shots or, you know, to show you off in the family. You just keep praising Jesus, praising Jesus, and Jesus will give you the anointing. He'll give you the power and the thing to do the right thing. You're worried about somebody? Praise Jesus. You got something coming up? Praise Jesus. Keep, let's keep our eyes on praising Jesus for problems. <clears throat> Singing praise and worshiping are the ways that we get out of jams. Now, the narrative of Jesus' crucifixion and death, the account records, one act of brutal abuse after another, Jesus was beaten, ridiculed, tortured, and killed. Thus, he can understand the feelings of those who have been abused or oppressed or have suicide thoughts. Jesus can also redeem oppressors or abusers who come to fate as he did with the Roman officers and other soldiers at the cross. When they see an injustice, they are open to the message of salvation. Jesus' death and resurrection were intended to bring deliverance for everyone. So that's why we want to thank and praise God, for especially for our enemies, they have been assigned to us, and the hardest thing for us is to believe that. 
that they're eating our lunch, they're constantly, we hate them, we want to retaliate, we want to get a machete, a gun, you know, and uh, you want to say, you say you want God to pluck their eyes out, and then God tells you, well, you have to plug two of yours out so you can plug one of this, and you'll say, okay, go ahead and do it. That's how much your, your hate is. Or a hate can be of a person. Excuse me for saying you, you, you. That's not right grammar. Uh, the idea is is to zero in on Jesus when you have a situation. When you do it privately and when you pray privately, the Lord says we'll reward you. So you're, you are ready when you go out there to, to calm your, your judgment let us turn off the judgment and turn the, the praise and worship to the Lord Jesus. Everything has been judged. Everything has been put in place. All we have to do is do our part. Singing, praising, making melody to the Lord, acting as if we have a warrior that has defeated Satan and all the situations we're going to encounter. Acting as if, and it's true because we do have that, in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> now, a commentary on the Old Testament uh, on Exodus 34 and 35.9. It says, In spite of the horrible sin that the people of Israel had committed in making the gold calf, God was willing to give them another chance to commit themselves to him and obey his covenant. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai the first time, he smashed the tablets inscribed with the Ten Commandments. Now God displayed his amazing grace by rewriting the tablets for his people. Our failures can never be so great that God will not forgive us. Amen. The habit of condemning ourselves and criticizing ourselves and not allowing God's love and mercy to come in is just that. It's a habit. you got to realize that Problems and situations and circumstances are part of success. If you're going to succeed and go forward in life, you're going to have a lot of failures. A lot of you, you remember we they tell us try and try and try again. We keep on trying. We keep trying another angle. We keep moving. We keep seeking. We keep looking. Amen. And God will bless our efforts. Amen. We praise Him for those situations. Thank you, God, for the grace. Thank you for the amazing grace. And thank you for the amazing tablets inscribed with the Ten Commandments. Right, thank you for rewriting those tablets in our hearts now. We're automatic now. We are programmed with the blood of Jesus and with automatic programming through the Holy Spirit. Isn't that great? God sold, sold his software and got us into our hearts. It went from a floppy disk made out of rock to a download that came in through the air. When God announced the meaning of his name to Moses, Yahweh, he was explaining who he was. In ancient cultures, the meaning of a person's name was understood to be a window into that person's character, not just a surface title. As we committed ourselves to God and let him change us, it is important that we get to know God's character he is compassionate, fun-loving, gracious, patient, 
trustworthy, forgiving, a friend, a master, a godly skilled instructor. He is just. Moses' experience in God's presence was transforming. God's holy presence was so radiant that it caused Moses' face to glow. But that was only one of the results of drawing too close to God. This experience gave Moses the faith he needed to continue leading the Israelites through the wilderness. Drawing close to God should also provide us with the strength we need to make it through our wilderness experience. Amen. And we go ahead and close with that. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast, February the 12th. May the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you, lift up his counts, and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Reading from the book, Limitless Love, February the 14th, the Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's, people. May the Lord bless you and keep you, you sweethearts out there that got hooked on Valentine's Day, the thousands and millions of people. Enjoy your romance. Stay romantic. Always practice romance. One day a week. You know, just practice. We're going out this week, whatever it is. You don't have any money, go to some fast food and park in the parking lot and just watch people. If you have money, go to listen to Mozart and Bach to a really dressed up sit down dinner. Get dressed up really nice and go see some classical music or your other type of music. But make it a difference to understand that the romance is to stay alive in Jesus' name, no matter what. Stay powerful and pure. Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it, out of it is, are the issues of life. For out of it, out of your heart, out of your comments, out of your judgments, keep your judgments with all diligence, for out of your those judgments are your judgments, your issues of life. Fernando translation. I'll never forget the first time I saw, I caught sight of what it means. Excuse me. I'll never forget the first time I caught sight of what happens when we're filled with the Spirit and His rivers are flowing powerfully in our lives. I was preparing to preach in the Philippine city of Manila, looking out my hotel window at a huge fountain that was shooting water high into the air. Suddenly it struck me that it would be impossible to put any trash in the mouth of that fountain as long as it was overflowing. No matter how hard you try to keep it there, the force of the water will keep pushing the trash out. Then I thought about Proverbs 4.23 and realized the same thing is true of the recreated human spirit. As long as it overflows with the forces of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, Faithfulness and self-control, the devil won't be able to, to contaminate us with his ugly stuff. The force of spiritual life within us will push back the darkness he tries to put on us. They'll repel the evil, deceiving spirits that would try to lead us astray. How far back it will push them depends completely on us. We can feed our hearts with just enough of the word and just enough fellowship with God to keep that situation barely flowing 
or we can devote ourselves to fully so fully to him that the fountain of our heart shoots spiritual water sky high. You may notice I didn't mention what will happen if we neglected our time with God altogether. I don't even want to think about that. When we ignore the things of the Spirit, our inner fountains grow stagnant and still. We end up with trash in our lives that we never wanted there. I've known wonderful believers who found themselves in that very condition. They fell into sin, got into terrible trouble, and never really knew how it happened. But I know how it happened. They simply stopped tending to their spiritual fountains. They tried to live on yesterday's revelation instead of getting something fresh from the Lord for today. As a result, they ended up in a spiritual weakened condition, and Satan moved in and took advantage of them. You don't ever have to let the, that happen to you. Just stay in daily fellowship with God. Tend to your spiritual life by seeking the Lord first and foremost. Then the fountain of your heart will continually overflow with the forces of the Spirit. And your life will stay powerful and pure. Remember what Jesus said, but seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Matthew 6.33 And that was the story of Gloria. Gloria's comments. Now we go to February 15th. Washing away the spots. Limited love. Gloria again. Ephesians 5, 25 and 24. As Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, then he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy without the blemishes. Amen. Ephesians 5, 25, 27. Amen. Not only will the inner fountain of the Word and the Spirit keep love flowing and growing, it will also wash away the spots and blemishes that mar your spiritual life. I will effectively remove the attitudes and actions that are inconsistent with the walk of love. Anyway, I dozed off there for a minute. Of course, for that happens, you can't just read your Bible religiously and ignore what it says. You must seek to hear God's voice speaking personally to you. You must make up your mind in advance that when he says something, instead of arguing, you'll agree with him and change accordingly. Sometimes that's not easy, especially when you think you're right. One Christian body, for instance, for instance, was upset with her unsaved husband for years and felt totally justified about it. <clears throat> he, did, he didn't want to go to church, and she did. He spoke harshly to her, and she wanted him to be kind. He drank and smoked and cussed, and she wanted him to stop. As a result, she was perpetually criticizing him, stirring up strife in their home. <clears throat> One day, as she was reading the words, she came across Philippians 4 eight. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, just, pure, lovely, whatsoever things are 
of good report, if there's any virtue, and if there's any praise, think on these things. Immediately she knew the Lord wanted her to stop focusing on the things that her husband did wrong and meditate instead on the things that he did right. Oh no, she thought, if I do that, he'll never change. If not your your job to change him, it is not your job, said the Lord. It is your job to love him. As this lady agreed with, with the... Immediately she knew the Lord wanted her to stop focusing on the things that her husband did wrong and meditate instead on the things he did right. Oh no, she thought, if I do that, he'll never change. It's not your job to change him, says says the Lord. It is your job to love him. As this lady agreed with the word and asked the Lord to help her change her thoughts, she began to see the good in her husband. She focused on the fact that he was a hard worker. He was generous with his money and care for the family needs. Although he didn't go to church, he allowed he allowed his family to go. He even cooked dinner for them on Sundays. Before long, things began to change. The argument stopped, and despite the unsafe conditions of the husband, peace reigned in the home. Once she, she, and despite the unsafe, before long, these things began to change. The argument stopped, and despite the unsafe condition of the husband, peace reigned in the home. Once she left. Once she let the word change her attitude, the wife found out she could love her husband just the way he was. She she discovered that even though circumstances weren't perfect, with the spots and blemishes out of the way, her life would still be a beautiful picture of love. Amen. Thanks be to God for his wonderful word.